<laughs> yeah. What is this? Christmas music. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Cosmopolitan <laughs> Midweek Fix. It's Christmas. Christmas. Okay. It's Christmas music? Yes, it's it Christmas. is. You hear, the, you hear the bells? Yep. If yes. it's got bells in it, you can't just, it's Christmas You can't music. just jingle bells and call oh, it Christmas music. You just say the jingle bells. It's Christmas. <laughs> you, if you heard this in July, you'd be like, this is definitely Christmas music. Make sure you guys share the show now. Hit the share button now. Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox, I'm the water boy. And uh, I got my... My Elmer Fudd hat on today because we got a sheriff. It's true. Coming it, on, in coming the, on house. the show in the house. Whoa, whoa. Elmer um, Fudd and sheriff, explain that, please. Be very, very quiet. <laughs> you mean like <laughs> this? <laughs> All right. uh, this 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 episode, this show is sponsored by Subsplash. Oh, it is. The people who created our app. We like these people. and Which means you can go to Subsplash and get your own app. Too. I'm going to share the show right they're, now. They're, they're, they're a Christian company. Uh, the CEO's got godly guy. I know him, yeah. and um, uh, so make sure you guys and download the app if those, you haven't downloaded support those who support us and download our app. The one other thing I want to get to real quick: a number of you guys have been asking if you are buying a magazine subscription or a club membership for your special loved one um, for Christmas. You can uh, email us at contact at crosspolitik dot com, and I can send you a magazine kind of little Christmas gift card and a uh, club. Little Christmas gift card. That's pretty cool. Stuff also. that in the stocking. I, yeah, stuff that in the stocking. And Talk about loving nice your way. neighbor. That's the way to it's love true. your neighbor. It's true. And of course, anyone who uh, gets a, uh, a subscription, a club. Why am I? Why can I not finish it? Membership. Right a club membership of twenty five dollars. You're nervous because the sheriff's on the That's line. That's what it is. I'm watching. Everybody gets nervous I'm with a like, police um, officer behind them. Careful what you say. Make, guys. make sure I say this correctly. A <laughs> um, club membership twenty five dollars and over. You're going to get a fight, laugh, feast tumbler, which oh. are coming. They're being shipped to my house. On Thursday, so we're going to start shipping those right, out. Hurry up. And hey, yeah. with us on the line right now, we're so grateful to have Sheriff Daryl Wheeler. He's serving as the first elected fourth-term sheriff up in Bonner County. This is in Idaho. Fourth term. In March, he will have 35 years of law enforcement experience. He served as the president of the Idaho Sheriff's Association in his first term. He has been married to his wife, Diane, for 40 years. They Woo. have four children, six oh, wow. grandchildren, and he is a defender, if you couldn't tell by the background, of the U.S. and Idaho state constitutions. Sheriff Wheeler. Thank you for coming on Cross Politic. Thanks, uh, Pastor Toby. It's my pleasure to be on your show. He doesn't know what he got into. Yeah. He's, well, he's, well, he does like, now. Well, I'm going to make sure the Constitution is my background. Um. <laughs> I mean, after that intro music, he's like, uh-oh. uh-oh. I would have given that guy a ticket. Bumping that in his neighborhood. <laughs> so, Sheriff, what's been going on up in Bonner County since this the health district mandated masks? Well, uh, you may have heard uh, nothing's going on in Bonner County. <laughs> uh, for me, we're, we're living free uh, uh, without tyranny from the health district up here. Um, I came out publicly saying that our office does not have time to uh, enforce a unlawful mandate that was, uh, was passed by an unelected board. And um, we are just doing our job uh, centering on uh, real crime and uh, at least the people here in Bonner County uh, have the freedom to walk around without uh, possibility of prosecution, and uh, we still get the we still get the looks up here. But uh, it's free up here, so we're very fortunate what, and very blessed. What do you mean unlawful mandate? How? Why is the what the health district did unlawful? Well, okay. So you most most of your listeners know that uh, the presidents don't make law. Uh, the what? governor. 
They don't make law. They're That's part true. of the executive branch. Yep. Uh, and uh, people through their elected officials make law. And what's happened is the governor has refused to call the legislature in. And so he's taking the opportunity to mandate certain criteria that he wants us citizens to follow without the approval and the vote of our elected official and our legislators. So um, he thinks that he gave that uh, authority to the health districts and they don't have that authority. They're, they're not representative of, of our people. We never voted them in. Um, and there's no statutory authority under anything in the Constitution that allows them to pass mass mandates. And, and then even more importantly, uh, that requires county sheriffs to enforce it. And um, I came out and said, we're not going to enforce it. It's not uh, a constitutional law. What has been their response? What has the health district response been to you saying, hey, um, you don't have the authority to do this? No one's no one's responded. Okay, to me. Wow. Uh, so, sheriff, tell me. Uh, yeah. So tell me something, though. I mean, one of the things because I agree with you, but I'm the pushback that I'm hearing is that this is an emergency that we're under. And so underneath emergency orders, all of these things seem to be tools inside of the governor's tool belt, as well as the health officials. Well, it, he thinks it's a tool. But the, the thing is, is uh, when he called the original health uh emergency it was for three months and he continues to expand it and he says this is what we're going to do well we're not going to do we're going to find out what what's uh what's the critical infrastructure that that people can work with they can't but uh, unfortunately and some of your i think most of your listeners will agree with me uh the governor's an elitist um from my perspective he's the emperor with no clothes um Ooh. he thinks that he has that ability to mandate this but um he doesn't have the rule of law uh, that supports him. Uh, there has been pushback by the legislature, by members of the legislature, say, call us back in. We're the ones who were rightly elected uh, to direct this crisis, and you are not. Um, he's had the opportunity to collect billions of dollars from the government and appears to he's just kind of passing that money off to the people that uh, are friends of his. Um, wow. I was appalled, gentlemen, uh, by an article I read in the paper today. Uh, we have a 600 and I think 30 million uh, budget surplus. And his quote this morning in the paper was, well, you look at where Idaho uh, is economically and we're literally in a class above ourselves, maybe one or two other states this week announced with a record budget surplus. Come on, I know people, I know people that have taken their life, that are, are alcoholics now, that have lost their lives, that are without work. Lost their business. Lost their cars. Man, wake up. Yeah. This is, you know, there are people hurting in this. Let people get to work. Let people make their own health decisions. And don't uh, don't continue to exercise this tyranny over the state of Idaho. It's it's not warranted. What is what is the role of the sheriff? I, I think so much of what we've run into in this country is, I mean, we were joking with you before we got on the show about the, the, the document behind you. But, I mean, there's so much... Um, ignorance and naivety in our in our country now. Um, what's just begin educating us? What's sure. what's the role of sheriff and what is a, a, the duty of sheriff in a situation like this when people are overstepping their bounds? Well, Pastor Toby, let me tell you, um, the sheriff's position is is the most unique position uh, in the whole country because they are elected by the people, they're responsible, and they they to the people, and only the people can 
can uh, get them out of office, and it's called uh, it's called a vote. Uh, <laughs> if I if a sheriff commits a crime and he's indicted, that's one thing, but right. uh, uh, that's that's not the case in most cases, you know, with sheriffs. But anyway, uh, they uphold, they take a uh, a vow and a commitment to uphold the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution and the, and the laws of the state of Idaho. Yep. And that is our foundation. And we do not listen to presidents, to governors, to congressmen, mm. to anybody. Nobody tells the sheriffs what to do. Mm. And they have that that uh, that individual power to decide if if it's constitutional or not. And I take that I take that commitment and that 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 pledge that I took very seriously. Yeah. And so when you've got unelected, in this case, members of a board that were not elected by the people to make these mandates, I'm telling you, it's unconstitutional, and I'm not going to enforce it. Yeah. So uh, they're, they're the chief law enforcement officer in the county, and they only, they only um, answer to the people in the county. And so that's very, very, uh, that's a lot of responsibility, and I yeah, take yes. that responsibility very serious. We, some of us saw a video, I think it was coming out of New York, uh, maybe a week yeah. or so back, yeah. where I, I believe a sheriff escorted a, a health district official of some sort into a business, into a yeah. private business, and the health district official was claiming that the business in New York was out of compliance, I don't know if it was mask mandates or, CD was, yeah. or whatever, and the business owner said, you know, get out, basically, yeah. I'm not, not going to comply. <laughs> get out. And, and so one question that occurred to us is, so is there any relationship, any legal rep uh, relationship at all between a sheriff and a health district? Do you have any obligations to the health district at all legally? I have obligations to the citizens, to every person that either visits here that lives here, that works here, that I will, I am in charge of public safety and then I'm going to uphold their rights, their constitutional rights. So if somebody, uh, I should say, I will not enforce this, this, uh, this uh, mandate that is not lawful. And there are some, uh, some sheriffs that may interpret that that mandate is lawful and they may uphold it and there are unfortunately uh, probably chiefs of police and you've seen that uh, Gabriel yeah. where you know those mandates are and those are political appointees unfortunately those mm. those most chiefs of police all, probably all of them they work for the mayor and the city council right. and right. it just takes the majority of the votes of the city council or the mayor for them to lose their job so uh, unfortunately they're politically motivated and for me um my conscience is directed by God, and um, mm. I, I answer to Him. And um, if 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 it's in violation of that, uh, of what He what He tells me to do, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it. I'd, what, I'd rather leave office. At mm. what point does the sheriff, um, you know, uh, you're already kind of doing this a little bit, but step in front of the people and and, and be between the government and the people? So, for example. You know, I got arrested by our police chief. At what point should the sheriff step in and say, no, you're not going to arrest this man and step between me and the police chief? Well, so it's really important that the, the elected sheriff communicate with their constituents and those that are visiting. Um, I've, I've got concerns about the, uh, the vaccines that are coming out. I've got uh, the... Uh, the um, contact tracing that the yeah. that's happening in, in us and I've told my constituents that we have great uh, 
no trespassing laws. I say put a no trespassing sign at your gate, mm. one at your home, and if anyone shows up at your front door and you do not want them there, you call the Bonner County Sheriff's Office and we will either remove them or we will arrest them for trespassing. Um, your personal rights are are supreme over anybody who wants to come and, and uh, force you to do something that, that is uh, in violation of, that violates your conscience. Sheriff, it, it seems like We've kind of slowly over hundred, you know, 150 years um, put ourselves in this position where we've continued to give our politicians more and more authority or uh, our government more and more tax dollars or, you know, um, I mean, we're cornered. You know, I, I pay property tax. If I stop paying property taxes, then my house, um, I, my house gets taken from me, you know, but we've, yeah. we've, we've kind of leveraged ourselves in a number of different ways. Uh, citizens and all this, um, how do we kind of back out of, of where we're at? You have, you've got to elect God-fearing constitutional politicians that are going to run and follow the Constitution. We have, we have seen this deteriorate over the last hundred years. And when you look at the original intent of our Constitution and the Bill of Rights, uh, our Constitution was to protect state rights and uh, and what's we what we've done is we've we've we have given those rights to the federal government and to our elected officials in Congress, and we've just given up. And unfortunately, uh, for one thing, we need to repeal the Seventeenth Amendment because our state senators are now voted by by our by a, by a election instead of the state legislature right. before the Seventeenth Amendment was passed. If the legislature was not happy with the U.S. senator that represented them, they recall them and send someone there. Yeah. Now you've got somebody who's in office. And we had a local congressman come here and make a speech, and, and he pretty much said, listen, we have five people in this country that are running Congress. It's up to yeah. the Speaker of the House right. and it's the majority leader, minority. They're the ones who are determining if bills get to the floor and get voted on and you've got no representation anymore i'm sorry and it's and it looks like it's uh that same type of deep state uh, type of thing is happening in boise because um when i sent a letter to the governor uh back in april i said you know what we have representative that needs to decide how this what what he said is in a crisis well I think we all agree it's not a crisis, it's not a pandemic, because we've got less deaths in Idaho than we did last year overall. Mm -hmm. It's just that no one is ever, no one's dying of the common flu, of pneumonia, of heart disease. They're all dying of COVID. So um, that's what you've got to do. You've got to get hold of those that represent us and say, listen, I'm not going to vote for this stuff. I mean, they all they do is vote money for the UN, they vote money for this program and that program, they're not representing us and they're not looking to states' rights. Um, they are the child and the state is the parents, as <laughs> was right. written yeah. in, the, in the Federalist Paper number 46. That, that's what our view should be, wow. and we've lost that. You know, Sheriff, you know, one of the things, there's so many questions that you were talking about, just going back to what you were saying earlier, um, if you are a supporter of the Constitution and the Idaho State Constitution, but the legislator decides to actually mandate something that isn't constitutional, but it becomes a law, 
how are, are you still going to uphold the Constitution or are you going to say, well, the legislators, where are you at on that part? Yeah, well, absolutely. And that's what uh, and that's what the courts are for. And that's why you have the three uh, separate uh, distinct powers with the, the executive branch, which I'm part of, and the legislative and the judicial. And so that's what you do. You go to the courts to overturn that. And they they recognize, yep, oh, hey, that's that's not constitutional. But we have a group of legislators that um, are constitutionally uh, minded that um, they've been very successful over the last six or eight years to make sure any bills uh, that go through our state legislature are constitutional and those that aren't are vetted out and are killed in committee. It's just the problem is you've got uh, some in leadership that are have the ear of the governor uh-huh. and um, they're really pushing his 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 agenda instead of um, making Idaho free. So, so what does someone do when they don't have a Sheriff Wheeler in their pocket <laughs> or in their corner for the most part? What, what do they do when they have the legislator against them and their sheriff won't stand up? How do people operate then at that point? Because they don't have enough time to the next voting season before they lose no. their company, lose their business. They're just kind of well, out there. They moved to Bonner County. <laughs> what do you, I missed that. What you do you, said move to Bonner County. Well, yeah, yeah. With the last no, little bit, no, that's 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 very tough because you do have sheriffs in some of these highly liberal uh, areas that um, have been there for years and years and years, and they really don't care about upholding uh, the the Constitution and the the rule of law, and they just kind of look the other way, or they're on the take or who knows what, or they're just uneducated. I mean, that's, yeah. that could be, they're just uneducated and they need, need to understand. And, um, how many, how many sheriffs in Idaho agree with you? Um, so we have 44 counties and we have 44 sheriffs. I would say that, uh, probably well, I'd, I'd, I'd hope to say that a majority of them, um, agree with the position I'm taking. Um, but they're not, the, they're not voice voicing yeah. their opinion and, and, and in, a, in a lot of ways i think this pandemic would be over if sheriffs spoke up it, well, you know, I, like, no i actually i think it would be <clears throat> you know uh, another point gabriel and, and toby and knox i want to bring up is that um the panhandle health it really should be disbanded every county should oh. be in charge of their own health district yes. uh, because what you've got is a regional government and whenever you have mm. anything that's regional it takes the power away from the county, and you've got to look to that. I mean, look at ours. We have both of our representatives on the uh, Mental Health Regional Board that voted no against this. If we had our own regional board, we would we would be we'd be free in Bonner County and running things the way we wanted, instead of having that oppressive uh, rule that they that mandate that they put on. And I've got to deal with it. Everyone's got to deal with it. But in Bonner County. Um, even the police departments, we've pretty much decided that we're not going to enforce it because uh, we'd be filling up our jail with people that refuse to wear a mask, and we'd be spending 24 hours a day yeah. going from place to place if we if we feel the complaints, and we just can't do that. I, we heard that uh, your county commissioners, or at least one of them, was suggesting defunding uh, the health district. Is that in process? Uh, and they did, and they uh, they determined that uh, they didn't have the legal authority uh, to go into the budget this year and defund it. And they're going to be looking at it at next year. And I, you know, it's um, 
the Panhandle Health does a lot of things. I mean, they do a, they do a lot of good. Um, uh, I just wish the oversight was by the count by each county and not uh, by the state and by the five wait, northern wait, counties. Wait, wait, you got why does why does why do we need a health district anyways? Why is the government responsible for my health? Well, well. that's another topic. I mean, they're not. I mean, that's that is another form of government and another bureaucracy that our legislature has set up. Um, uh, yeah, 50 years ago, we were fine. We could decide where our septic tanks can go, and we were going to decide who would take care of each other. And if there was a need, instead of looking for the government, we'd go to the church and say, listen, right. Right. Uh, we have members in our church that need your help, and we're going to help each other. That's what we should be doing. Yes. You know, this, this is crazy. You said that they don't. They were looking to defund them, but they don't have the legal authority. It, it struck me because it doesn't seem like the health district is concerned about legal authority. And, <laughs> and so it's amazing that we, we actually decide to play by the rules, and we're getting hit because we're deciding to play by the rules how how is it is is it possible for you go there and maybe arrest them <laughs> well but, you know, this, this is the facade that was was made up by the governor so he created a health crisis and he gives it to the department of uh -huh. health and they're supposed to manage this health crisis and so he says okay now all of the five individual health districts throughout the state will set the criteria and the mandates for their districts because they're all different. I mean, you know, I mean, we've had we've had four or five deaths here in Bonner County and every one they were severely they were elderly. They were severely uh, ill by by uh, by other uh, illnesses and, and right. heart rates. The last two were one was 84. The other one was 89. They were transmitted, transferred from Kootenai Health without a COVID test, sent to a, um, a home here in Sandpoint. Once they had the, were tested for COVID, they tested positive for COVID, and they were on their way out anyway. So we get, we get to take the responsibility for two deaths of COVID deaths here in the county because, uh, because of the procedure that was set up. And sure. so the health districts thinks they have that authority because the governor and the Department of Health says they do. But... Um, uh, my my perspective is they don't because they're not elected and they don't have legislative authority yeah, yeah. to do that. And my question is, show me your legislative authority, and they they don't have it. Sheriff, um, any any idea what uh, we're looking at here in the in the new uh, legislative term down in Boise? Uh, you you mentioned uh, you know some of the the good constitutionalists we have in the House and Senate down there. Um, what are you hearing, and what do you think we might be able to accomplish here in January and February? Oh. I, I do believe they're going to be busy this year. Um, most there's a lot of delegations in, around the state that uh, the first bill they want to do is to redo the power of all the the governor to call the legislature. They want to give that back to them yep. because right now only the governor can call the legislature back into session so to deal with problems, and then that's the the probably the main thing they're going to do and. They've got to control the spending, you know, uh, because of this CARES Act money, billions of dollars that the, the state of Idaho does. What the governor has said, we don't have the legislature in, 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 in session to determine where these monies are going to go. So I, I'm going to do it. Wow. And so he has directed those monies to programs that he feels that are important to him. And, uh, Obviously, he's not looking out for, for us because our suicide rates have gone up, our alcoholism, our arrest, our domestic violence. I mean, 
all these things have just skyrocketed over the last nine or 10 months. And um, he hasn't addressed that. And what I said is let the people that are healthy go to work and let those who are sick stay home and recover. And unfortunately, he's sending the healthy people to mask up and and, and stay at home, which is opposite of common sense. Yeah, um, Sheriff, you know, going back to what you said earlier, I, I'm still process. I'm a little bit behind y'all, so forgive me. I'm still processing everything you're saying. But when Gabe asked you about the sheriffs that agree with you on this and stand with you, you said probably the majority. And yet the most vocal person that I've seen here in Idaho really has been you. Um, I, I guess my question, and I, I know that, that they might not want to actually enforce some of the laws that might be coming in from a health district or from a, a city council or something like that, but... Not speaking about this seems almost as dangerous and being silent about this because it looks like that the people don't have a defender. And so if they don't say something like what you're saying, listen, we're not going to enforce it. That gives some pushback for people's constitutional right versus being silent about it and saying we might be able to run over it or at least put people into fear to not having or functioning in their constitutional right. When a sheriff stands up and says, we're not going to enforce it, people get to walk in their freedom. When a sheriff doesn't say anything, then people can be under the fear of the authority of what might happen. So it's not, I'm wondering for you, are you a little surprised and maybe want to put some pressure on the guys that are not saying anything? Well, yeah, Knox, I am surprised. I I thought when I originally came out uh, with my letter to the governor in April and said, hey, listen, um, let's get back to the Constitution and let's let's lift this tyranny. And especially, you know, we have a First Amendment and we we have a right to to gather as Christians and worship. And you have suspended that right. And I I directed him to, to Governor Abbott in Texas. I said, he just signed an executive order lifting that restriction. Why don't you do the same thing? And um, and I'm, I'm, I, am, I was surprised, I am surprised and was surprised that I didn't hear hear back from other sheriffs. I'm Honestly, I can tell you, I'm, there's, I have 44 colleagues. Not one of them called me and said, hey, you know, I really, I stand with wow. you and I believe you. Oh, I don't wow. know, you know, I, wow. they did. Um, I'm sorry. So then um, that's, that's disheartening. You just gave me like the bat kind of goosebumps. Um, I don't <laughs> like that. But can, so then, t- tell me right now, you're a grandfather. You're right now standing up for your county. Is there anybody in succession to you that is being trained in this way so that we can have a brighter future than what we currently have right now? Because, well, you know, I mean, I, I just got elected to the fourth term and uh, Lord willing, I'm going to vote. I'm going to run another term. So, if God wants me here, I'll be here for another eight years. If Amen. not, I'll be doing something else. But um, you know, I it, you know, I'm, I think every county would would like somebody who's going to stand up for their rights. Yes. And hopefully, before before I get get ready to leave office, somebody will rise up in the ranks, and somebody will will have the same commitments as I do. But uh, you know, uh, you know, and also I I got to tell you, you know, and you all hopefully you all agree with me. You know, as Christians. We we got to believe that God is sovereign and in His providence. This is all happening for a reason. Yep. And I tell you, I have no fear. I went to our Republican Central Committee last month and said, "Listen, things are crazy. We have an election, a national election. Um, put your trust in Jesus Christ. Don't don't <laughs> don't look at what's going on around here. Amen. I mean, God is in control, and I feel real at peace about what's going on. I'm not concerned about." 
uh, provocateurs coming into Idaho and then into Bonner County causing problems. I, I feel really things are safe here and things are safe in our region. So I'm not really concerned. But, you know, let's get on and let's think about really what's important in life. Man, you're you're encouraging us. That's great. But my last question is, so for our listeners, for our audience, how would you encourage them to encourage their sheriffs? Yeah. Like what, what's the most encouraging thing for you to hear and, and how can how can Christians support their sheriff, even if their, their sheriff's not even maybe doing as much as they wish they would do? How can we how can we encourage them in a in a better, healthy, healthier direction? You, I would I would encourage your listeners to contact, to write letters to the sheriff, send emails, phone his office, his, his or her office and say, listen, um, you have a great responsibility. I'm praying for you and I encourage you to stand up and have courage and do the right thing and uphold the Constitution. And that's that's really what I think sheriffs. I mean, I'm encouraged with all of the emails and the Facebook comments and and the letters. I mean, I'm, I have some of the letters, unfortunately, when I wrote the governor were death threats and they hope that myself and my whole family get COVID and I die. And we have, I had a doctor at the medical center said he wouldn't uh, even treat me or my family. So what? Um, anyway, so you know, would, pretty, would you first respond to his little car wreck? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I would. Um, I'm committed to, to responding into public safety and I would do anything for him and his family or anybody. Amen. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, put on my political hat and, and asked if uh, if if they're not a, a Republican or conservative or a Christian or not. It doesn't right. matter. You, we right. serve every every citizen and That's every right. visitor. Praise God. Yeah. <sighs> Praise God. Thank you very much, Sheriff. Yeah, thanks for... Sheriff Wheeler, thank you so much, man. Um, keep us informed of what's going on over there. We're going to try and watch, too, and we're going to be praying for you. Be praying for Sheriff Wheeler. Pray for your own sheriff if you can. Yeah. All right. A little bit of... Send him a bottle of wine or something. What, <laughs> a, what a little Christmas cheer. What is this again? What are uh, listening to? This is some Run DMC Christmas. Run DMC yeah, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them until Sunday. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight. Laugh and feast. Decorate the house with lights at night. <laughs>